Technology Tap. This is Professor J. Rod. On this episode, we're going to talk about mobile devices. We're going to talk about what kind of mobile device, the mobile device features, and of course, how to troubleshoot mobile devices. Let's get to it. All right, welcome back. This is episode 15, and today we're going to talk about mobile devices. Uh, there are several different, what they call mobile computing devices. Uh, first of all, we have your smartphone, which is your, it's between three and five inch touchscreen devices. You have your tablets, which are seven to ten inch touchscreen devices, like your iPads. You have a phablet which is a mixture within a, a smartphone and a tablet. And basically, it's really just like a big phone. Uh, five and a half to six and a half inch touchscreen devices are considered phablets. Then you have your purposely built mobile devices like your e-readers, your Nook, your uh, uh, Kindle. These are e-readers which use e-ink screens, which use very little power. You have your wearable technology, your smartwatch, your fitness monitors, and your VR, AR headsets. And then you have your different screen technologies. Android and iOS both use touch-based operating systems. There's two types of touchscreen technologies. Capacitive, which is the most common. These screens respond to human touch. These are the ones that you use your finger and open and close apps and move around on your phone. And then there's the resistive. This is not common now. It used to be common back in the day of the Palm Pilot or the PDAs. These screens respond to pressure. You can use your finger, but a stylus is more practical. If a resistive screen is not responding correctly, you may need to calibrate. Back in the PDA days, used to calibrate. You have your different operating systems. You have your Google Android, which is an open source, which means people can make changes to it. The Play Store is where you download apps to expand the functionality of the device. Google Gmail account allows you to sync personal data to the Google Cloud Storage. Google does not offer any software to sync your device to a PC. Apple iOS, as everybody knows, is a closed source operating system. The App Store is where you can download apps to expand the functionality of the device. iTunes allows you to sync all data to the PC. The iCloud allows you to sync all data to the Apple's cloud storage services. You have your mobile payment systems on your phone. You have Google Pay, 
Apple Pay, Samsung Pay, and they have the ability, you have the ability to download apps that you can use for payment like NFC. For example, I love going to Dunkin' Donuts and I use the Dunkin' Donuts app to pay. Airplane mode. Airplane mode disables all your radios, which are your Wi-Fi, cellular, and Bluetooth on a device. GPS and geolocations. Many applications make use of GPS and geolocations included in mobile device, often to display information about the area you're in or to provide navigational directions. This can quickly drain the battery of the mobile device, so be aware that this feature can be disabled. Also, if you're in the middle of nowhere, why have your Wi-Fi on, right? So if you decide to go fishing one day, you're not going to get a Wi-Fi reception. Shut off your Wi-Fi. If you're not using your Bluetooth, shut off your Bluetooth. Why? Because it's going to, even though you're fishing in the middle of nowhere, by having your Wi-Fi on, it's going to try and connect. It's going to keep trying. And what's that going to do? That's going to drain your battery. Uh, you have your virtual assistants, which I'm a big fan of. Virtual assistants can be used to make calls, texts, make appointments, set reminders, or search the web. Apple is has Siri, the virtual assistant, that can be used to control the mobile device by voice. I use Siri all the time. And Google has Google Now to provide similar functionalities. Uh, again, we talked about conserving your battery. If you don't need these things on, uh, you know, just disable them while you're away. Uh, mobile device communication and ports. You can connect via wired connections by using a micro USB or a mini USB, a USB type C or a lightning connector for wireless connections. You have Bluetooth, NFC, infrared, hotspot and tethering. And you have for your payment options, you have magnetic and chip readers. Uh, to troubleshoot your mobile devices, you can always check and adjust configurations and settings. You can close an app if you're having an issue with it. Uh, you can also uninstall it and reinstall it. For example, I had, had an issue with my New York Post app. Uh, and I just deleted it and reinstalled it. You could always reboot your phone if you're having, or your mobile device if you're having an issue with it. And you could always, as a last resort, reset to factory default, but make sure you back up first before you do that. Uh, we talked about managing the battery life by making sure that you disable your Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, NFC when not in use. Uh, your display would consume the most battery life. You don't need your phone to be that bright. So use the lower brighter and make sure that after a minute or so, your screen shuts off. So that way you can save battery life. Again, location services can also drain your battery life since they're constantly scanning to maintain your location for the apps to make use of them. If you don't need it, disable it. And if you, if you notice that your battery has gotten swollen, it's a clear sign that you need to replace the battery. Shut down the device immediately and replace the battery. BYOD versus corporate owned devices. BYOD stands for bring your own devices. 
And that's something that I personally have an issue with as far as security is concerned. Uh, bring your own devices where employees purchase their own device, but the organizations have control over it. And you have your corporate-owned companies purchase and controls the device for the employee to make use of it. My only, you know, nowadays, and I always tell this to my students, nowadays you have a choice, right? You know, BYOD or corporate-owned, everybody wants to keep in touch with everybody else via email all the time. Now, you can't take the attitude where, you know, as soon as it's 5 o'clock, I'm out of the office. You can email me and I'm not going to answer. And that's legit. Or you can, you know, do the the other extreme where, well, if they email me and they ask me to do something at 7 o'clock at night and I'm already home and it takes me half an hour to do it, I'm going to put in overtime for it. That's my right. And again, that's just two extremes. And I always like to give my students this example. If you're on Fridays, you always go in in jeans and sneakers, you know, right? It's a casual day. And one day your boss emails everyone at six o'clock. We're going to have a big meeting. Somebody's coming into the office. Everybody, please come in dress. And then the next day you go to work, everybody's dressed and you wear jeans and sneakers. Is he going to want to make you read your emails now? It probably is. So, you know, this, you know, this, I understand both sides of it. You have to choose as an individual on what is it that you want to do as far as, you know, do you want to have your personal stuff, your work stuff on your personal phone or you don't, you don't want it. Everybody has different choices. Uh, securing your mobile device. Especially if you're doing it from the job, I've, you have to have uh, certain security requirements on your phone in order to attach it to the company network. Like it should be up to date, right? You should have the latest uh, operating system version on your phone. It's just like anything else. Go back to the first episode that I did. Why do people need to update their devices? Security, security, security. So please don't, if your iPhone or your Android says, oh, we have a new version out, believe me, they're, they're doing it, but it's more because they have a new emoji. There's other things too. Uh, preventing physical damage to your phone. Yeah, it's a good thing to protect it, right? I usually, I'm a big fan of OtterBox and I always buy an OtterBox for my phone and my iPad. The one thing I would tell you is just because you you have a screen uh, screen protector or auto box, that doesn't mean that you throw around your phone because it could drop and it could be a component inside that could come off, right? You can lose the sound. You can lose, you can break your camera inside if you're just throwing around your phone thinking it's going to be protected because of the auto box or the screensaver, it's not. Combating uh, malware. If you have an Android phone, that's still a problem. You make sure that you have an antivirus on your phone. They actually sell these. Uh, you know, McAfee has one, has one. If you buy an all-in-one, they have a malware for your phone. Apple, you pretty much in, in good shape because, as we all know, it's hard to get a virus on an Apple. 
product. Dealing with loss, you know, recovering from your data or securing your data, make sure, you know, with the Apple, you can go in and, uh, you know, wipe the phone, right, and completely make it useless for the person who steal, steals it for you. I don't understand why people steal phones nowadays because you're only going to be able to sell it. Once somebody goes home and disable their phone, it's useless for you. All you're going to be able to do is sell it for parts. And what's the most you're going to be able to sell it for? 50 bucks. So, and you're just going to get a larceny charge. So, I don't know why people steal phones. But if your phone ever gets stolen, make sure you have the capability to go in there and disable the phone or lock it. And you could always do the find my phone features. But I don't know how realistic that's going to be in cops tracking down your phone. And then you have trusted sources versus untrusted sources as far as downloading it. Apple does a really good job. They lock down your phone so that you cannot install stuff that they don't approve. Android, you can root your phone, right, and give it administrative privileges. And that way you can go and download any product that you want. I used to have an Android phone and actually rooted my phone. And I was able to do download applications that it would not normally let me download all right and that's going to be all for today i want to thank all my listeners i was going to make this my last episode for the season but i decided to extend it until the end of july so we have four more episodes and then i'll take the month of august off to take a little break and then come back recharged in september but i want to thank you all for listening And I'll see you on the next episode. This has been a presentation of Little Cha Cha Productions. Art by Sarah. Music by Joking Corn. If you want to reach me, I'm at ProfessorJrod at gmail.com.